coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone, give us a call right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma, your cleaning question, your project question. Whatever you want to work on this summer, give us a call right now. We're here to help you get the job done. The number is one eight 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 money pit So you want some more square footage because you're going to have a lot of friends and family over this summer, but you can't afford the big renovation? There is an easy way to increase living space without adding on to your home's existing structure. We're going to tell you how to make the most of your outdoor room in just a few minutes. And if you don't have an outdoor room, not to worry. We're going to tell you how to create one the easy way. Mm-hmm. And you know what? One of the ways to enjoy your outdoor room is with some low-maintenance composite decking. But all composites are not created equal, friends. We're going to tell you how to sort out the best, the most durable choices for your home a little later on the program. And here's a project that I'm about to tackle at My Money Pit, driveway and patio cleaning. It's been a long, dirty winter (laughs) around here at... uh, at uh, my money pit, and I've got some uh, work in front of me. I'm going to be tackling that this weekend to get ready for the summer, and going to give you some of the easy solutions that I'm going to use to get that patio sparkling once again. Mm-hmm. And on today's show, we are giving away a great prize pack. We've got a six pack of Krylon wood stain. You know, Krylon is the first and only company to put wood stain in a spray can. It makes all of your staining projects ridiculously easy. I guarantee you are going to enjoy your staining chores this summer. It's worth 30 bucks. So give us a call. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Look at those phones. Let's get right to it. Leslie, who's first? Roland in New York needs some help with a painting project. How can we help you? Hi, I have a, a two-story stucco house. The exterior stucco. Okay. And th- 35 years ago, I did some research and I painted it with this stuff that's a powder and you mix it with water and you put it on with a whitewash brush. Uh-huh. But I don't know, 35 years, I don't know the name of the outfit or anything else. And I would like to use this again because it lasted so long. And now it's just peeling. And I'm wondering if you can help me. Roland, you're talking about something called lime paint. And lime paint is a traditional paint for stucco. It comes as a powder. Yes. It's mixed with water. Yes. And uh, it lasts for a heck of a long time, which is the reason that you can't remember what you did. Yes, it was 35 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, but if you if you go to a masonry supply house, or better yet, just search online for the words lime paint, you will find dozens and dozens of places that you can buy it, and you could have that finish all over again. Okay, gee, thank you so much. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Laura in Texas has a window question. What can we do for you? Yes, we have a 30-year-old home, and we're contemplating replacing and putting in double-pane windows. Okay. But we have three big uh, leaded glass windows across the front that we hate to lose because they really match the Tudor style of our house. Hmm, okay. Do you have any ideas on making them more energy efficient? Well, what you could put in is an interior storm window, mm. and, and that's something that you can only have up you know, in the colder months. It has to be custom made for that space, but that will make them a little bit more energy efficient. I don't know that you'd be able to qualify for the federal energy tax credits 
for that. Because would the a other storm windows, window be, you know, an energy be considered an energy efficient addition? Yeah, but those other windows probably would qualify. And so now's a good time to, go, to do this for 2009, 2010. You can qualify for uh, that 30% uh, tax credit. So I would definitely look into that. In fact, we just uh, wrote a, uh, a bonus chapter for our book, My Home, My Money Pit, that's available for free online. There's a download there. Uh, for the replacement window guide. It's called Your Complete Replacement Window Guide. It's available for free right now at moneypit.com. So you might want to take a look at that because it does have a lot of detail in there on how to size the windows and the options and that sort of thing. Oh, that would be a great help. Yeah, it's it's, it's online right now. Just go to moneypit.com and click on the free window uh, replacement guide. Oh, I'll do that. Thank you so much. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Well, summer has officially begun. We have kicked off a summer staycation adventure, folks. And we want to help you get your Money Pit in tip-top shape to enjoy your backyard oasis. So pick up the phone and give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, increase your square footage by optimizing what you've got. Learn how to make your outdoor room work for you after this. You're in a money pit. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you've got a wood staining or wood finishing project on your slate at your Money Pit this weekend, we have got some great advice for you because Krylon is helping you take back your weekend by coming up with the first and only exterior wood stain in a spray can. I mean, it is super convenient. It goes on fantastically smooth and easy. Now, Krylon Exterior Semi-Transparent Wood Stain it provides the same durable protection you get from wood stain in a bucket, but with the spray can convenience. Now, one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a six-pack of this fabulous stain. It's worth 30 bucks, so pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question and your chance to win. And you can use that stain to finish some new furniture. That is, if you can find a place to fit the new furniture. But there actually is an easy way to increase that livable square footage. You can take it all outside. Uh, First up, you could build a deck. It's a great way to add more living space without the cost of a new addition. You know, decks start at only about 15 bucks a square foot. They're a great way to entertain or just to sit back and relax and enjoy the great outdoors. Perhaps a place you can create your own staycation. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've already got a deck at your money pit, you can turn it into a real living space with comfortable furniture, accessories, and all of the conveniences that you enjoy indoors, but outdoors, you know, like a small fridge or even a TV. This way, you can enjoy your outdoor room without having to keep running inside to, say, find out the score in the Yankees-Red Sox game or something like that. (laughs) I know that's what we're always doing, or at least my husband. You know, you might even want to consider enclosing your outdoor space to keep it bug-free, and then you can use Use your beautiful outdoor space in rainy weather or even in slightly cooler weather. You know, these sort of screened-in porches are fantastic. We've got one, and we just enjoy it all the time. So think about going outdoors and enjoy your Money Pit. For more staycation solutions like that, head over to moneypit.com slash staycation. Or pick up the phone and give us a call right now with your question at 1-888-MONEYPIT. Leslie, who's next? 
Nancy in Connecticut has a question about radiant heat. What can we do for you today? Yes, hi. I have a um, a sunroom that was once, I think, an outside porch, and it's enclosed now. And, but we have two walls that are there. Uh, it's on a corner of the house, and they're like half walls, and the rest are windows. Okay. And we're we're on the water, and it gets really, really cold in there. Because I think the um, underneath the floor is is just a uh, a dirt, mm-hmm. you know, um, about two feet. I think it's raised about two feet off the ground. And so this room, this whole room, is not heated. Oh, it, it is heated right now. There are three walls of uh, baseboard heat. Okay, is it electric baseboard? I, you no, know, it's tied into the uh, oil system. Mm. Do those baseboards get really warm? I mean, do they do a good job? They do get warm, but they're not warm enough. It's just not to- enough. Yeah, with all the windows and everything, it's just not doing the doing Exactly. The okay. And then the one wall, is, there's only one wall that's really, you know, against a heated room. The other right. wall is uh, against an unheated garage. Right. Well, I mean, you're two, you have two choices. You can either um, put in more heat to make up for the very inefficient room, or right. you could put the money into the, into the room by making it more efficient. Mm-hmm. I would vote for the latter rather than see, see you overheat the room. And your radiators are probably fine you might want to think about the windows or the walls at this point in time. You know, it's a good time to do replacement windows because the government will actually give you a 30% energy tax credit if you buy qualifying windows. So you can actually get, you know, a good chunk of the expense covered by the tax credit. So I might suggest that you consider what you can do to make this room more efficient, Nancy, rather than improve the uh, number of BTUs you're dumping into it to make up for the inefficiency. Time for some concrete repair with Jim in Utah. What's going on at your money pit? My house was built in 79, and uh, I never had any problems with my sidewalk out front, my steps. And uh, this was the first year I put ice melt on, and it was made in Salt Lake. And so it said on it that this would not hurt your concrete, but it had breakfast, lunch, and dinner on my concrete. (laughs) It sure did. (laughs) It was a a big lie, huh? (laughs) It ate it really bad, and it's down to the rocks. And I patched... uh, you know, small patches before, but this one, it's down to the rocks. And I know enough that you have to clear uh, everything, all the loose concrete off. But I was figured I'd just call the experts to find out what else to do. Yeah, you know, when it gets that bad, you really can't patch it, certainly not with any type of concrete. What we would recommend is a product called Abacrete. It's a uh, epoxy patching compound. Their website is abitron.com, and, and they list all of the products that are available as well as where to find it, because at this point, you're not going to get concrete to adhere to this at all. What, would I use a bonding agent? Well, some of these have bonding agents and some of them don't. You have to follow the manufacturer's instructions on it. Wait for the right weather, you know, a nice, clear, uh, dry day, and then you can go to it. And I think you'll be very happy with the result. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. We're going to talk to Joe in Connecticut about some walls that are just not quite up to his design standards. What can we do for you? Yeah, I want I have uh, a, an old colonial that has uh, plaster walls, and I want to do a, a fix. The, they're cracked in several places. I want to minimize the labor and maximize the look. All right. Well, that's easy to fix. What we would recommend you use is a fiberglass tape. If you just try to spackle over those cracks, what you're going to find is that the crack will easily open up again. So the first thing to do is to sand the surface, and then you want to apply a fiberglass tape. 
This tape is adhesive, it's perforated, it's easy to apply. And then on top of that, you're going to put two to three layers of spackle. You're going to start with a narrow spackle blade, say about three inches, and you're going to work out to be about a six or seven inch blade. And by doing that step by step, your lines will disappear and they will not come back. Great. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You know what I used, Tom, recently? I had a, um, a coat rack hanging in my home, and we have plaster as well. In trying to put anchors into the system, as you know, anything trying to get some load-bearing issues on plaster right. is like a nightmare. And so I ended up with a couple of unintentional holes in the wall, and I found a putty. I think it was like a painter's putty. Okay. And it was something that I shaped with my hands and then uh -huh. shoved into the hole. And oh, because it was a very deep hole. Yeah, and it did a great job of sort of sticking and expanding into the space. I mean, it did need a little bit of sanding when it was done and then painting over. You would never even notice. But that was a hole. Yeah, that makes sense. That's one thing that Spackle's not really good at because you have to put successive coats. So if you have a, a putty situation like that, that's definitely the way to go. So well done. Thanks. Now we're going to jump in the hot tub with Valerie in Utah. What can we do for you today? Hi. I have uh, Brent Welch. It's about four years old, our home is, and okay. when we moved into it, we, um, well, when we built it, we installed a jetted tub, mm -hmm. and I've never had one before, and I've always wondered whenever I use it, I don't use it that frequently, um, if there's bacteria that sits in there because of the infrequent use, and if so, what should I clean that out with? I'm just wondering if I'm bathing in bacteria. <laughs> Is it an air-jetted tub or a water jet? I think it's an air-jetted tub. If it's circulating water, even if it has water with air mixed into it, then mm -hmm. it's a water circulating. The air jets are a little more uh, sanitary because mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about bacteria that builds up inside. Okay. But if it's a hot water circulated, then you have to use a sanitizer, and that's a product that you could certainly pick up at any plumbing supply store. Mm -hmm. One of them is oh. called, um, I think, Jetline Cleaner, and there's several different kinds, and it's basically right as you're about to drain out all the water, you add this chemical sanitizer oh. to the water, and then it sort of cleans out all of the lines. But you do need to be very careful. Okay. All right. Perfect. Especially well, with that little you. one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I was concerned about. Thank All right, you very Valerie. much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now we're going to talk to Ed in Alabama, and I'm laughing because I get a preview of the questions, and I see that Ed's done a home repair that kind of got messy. <laughs> what happened, Ed? <laughs> well, I built a house in Alabama, in Tuscumbia, Alabama. I put uh, pre-finished oak flooring on a concrete slab, and the sheetrock, and I did the sheetrock, I uh, had to redo all the joints because uh, he used uh, defective uh, drywall. And when he did that, he had to sand them. And when he sanded them, the filament, the dust went onto the floor. And I had two cleaning people coming in there trying to clean the floor. But when they're all done, you still have the dust on the floor. Huh. And that's the question I got is, do you have any ideas of how I could get rid of that? dust and bring back the uh, finish on the floor. It sounds to me like it's the sanding dust from the spackle and you know, if you mix that with some cleaning solutions, who knows what kind of a concoction they came up with. you got to get that out, and probably the best thing to use would be like a Murphy's oil soap, I would think, and really scrub that floor. We've got an insulation question with John in Alabama. What can we do for you today? Well, what I've been doing is uh, on the styrofoam that I get on as packing material, like a TV set or appliances and things like that, 
I've been putting it up amongst the rafters, kind of uh, supplement the insulation. Okay. Then somebody said, hey, John, that stuff causes bugs to get in there as it deteriorates. So I just need to know, am I, does that help? Does it hurt? What should I do? I don't think you're hurting yourself. Um, it doesn't cause bugs to get in there. If you leave styrofoam insulation on the ground around your house, um, uh-huh. ants especially will infest it and sort of carve out um, a space for a nest. But to put some extra sheets of it up in the attic, you're not hurting anything. You're probably not adding a whole lot of insulating ability. If you want to improve your insulation, the best thing to do is to add another layer of unfaced fiberglass. But if you've got sheets of fiber, of styrofoam and you got it up there, you're probably not hurting anything. You're certainly not causing any, any bug problems. Okay, well, that was my question. All right, good luck. Now we're going to take a call from my favorite place in the United States, Hawaii. Welcome, Jim. Aloha. We have a frame house that's about four years old now, and we live in an area on Maui that gets a fair amount of rain, so we're getting some gray mildew up underneath the eaves Mm -hmm. of the house. Okay. Um, We've done some cleaning on it already, but the plywood surface under the eaves is rough, and just spraying with water mixed with a mildew site that we bought really does not do the job. Um, There's a product called Jomax that I like, J-O-M-A-X. Have you tried it? Yes, we have. That seems to work pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I like bleach and water with a good stiff brush. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jim, you can always have me out to your house, and I'll do it for you. <laughs> okay, great. That's a deal. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live still ahead. Options and decking materials, including composites. Now, what are composites anyway? We talk about them a lot. Do you really know what's in the composite? We're going to tell you what makes them such a good choice after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show Pick up the telephone Fix up your home sweet home By calling 888-MONEY-PIT The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors The nation's leading manufacturer Of fiberglass entry and patio door systems Install a new energy-efficient Thermatrue door today and qualify for up to a $1,500 tax credit. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com slash tax credit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. We're giving away staycation solutions all summer long at moneypit.com slash staycation. Don't want to burn through a bunch of cash on an expensive vacation? Well, Want to take a getaway in your own backyard? It's easy with a few inexpensive ideas. You know, a beautiful lawn, a lush landscape, and a killer deck or patio are all you really need. For more information, you can head on over to moneypit.com slash staycation, brought to you in part by Fiberon, the makers of superior composite decking products. All right. Now, when you're talking about deck options, a lot of people start thinking, I want to build a deck. What do I build it out of? Then they hear this word. It's like composite. And you're thinking, that sounds great. But what exactly is a composite decking material? Well, composite decking is plastic combined with wood or another organic material. Now, they look and feel like wood, but composites are way more durable, so you're going to spend more time actually enjoying your deck and less time maintaining it. There's also no cracking, splitting, or warping, but because they contain some organic material, they can still get a little mildew and they can fade a bit, and they sometimes do absorb stains. Now, one of the latest advancements in composite decking is a product product from Fiberon called Horizon, which has a new surface technology called Permatech. Now, Leslie,
Leslie and I saw this recently at a trade show. It's fantastic. It's truly a low-maintenance surface since there's no wood or other organic material on the surface. Mold basically has no place to grow, so the mold resistance is great. It's really a next-generation composite decking material that this is. It totally resists scratches, stains, and fading. And in fact, Fiberon is so confident in Horizon's performance, it's the only composite decking that's back with a 10-year stain and fade warranty. And that's huge. No one else will stand by their product like that. You just don't hear that anywhere. If you want more information on that product, take a look at it for yourself. Make your own decision. Uh, their website is fiberondecking.com. That's fiberondecking.com. 888-666-3974. If you're thinking about building a deck or building anything else in your money, then pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd be glad to help you out. Rob in Nebraska is looking to capitalize on some additional space at his money pit. How can we help? Uh, I have a 80-year-old house, and it's a little bungalow, story and a half, but the half upstairs was never finished. And so I'm wondering about the best uh, ways to heat and cool that space rather than just maybe baseboard heaters or a window air conditioner. Uh, how is the rest of the house heated? Uh, it's got a central... Uh, furnace and air conditioning. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, it's a challenge, um, especially to push air conditioning from a basement up to that attic space. And so you may want to consider a second zone here, Rob, where you would install an additional system um, in the attic that would handle heating and cooling for the, the newly finished attic. It has a lot more exposed areas to the weather than just about any other room in your house. Because if you think about it, on all sides except for the floor, you're exposed directly to the elements. So it, has, it does have some significant heating and cooling needs in terms of the number of BTUs it will take to heat or cool that space. So installing a second zone is probably the best way to do that. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Rod. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money pit Scott in Wisconsin, welcome to the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Yes, I have a noisy sump pump. Uh... When it's when it shuts off, it makes a banging sound four to eight times, and huh. I've uh, insulated the pipes and isolated them from sound. The sound's coming from the check valve. Apparently, the check valve closes, and it must open and close about four to eight times. Have you tried different sump pumps? Does it do the same thing? Yes, I do have a long run. Um, I'm about eight feet up basement height, and then about uh -huh. 40 feet across the basement. And my rough thought is that once that water gets moving, it doesn't want to stop. <laughs> Have you, uh, do you get more water, Scott, after a heavy rain? Oh, definitely. And uh, I used to run two pumps on this water line, but last summer we were flooded out, so I separated okay. the pumps. So I'm running two three-quarter horse pumps in a well okay. now. Okay, so listen, Scott, good news. If your basement is getting more wet, if the pumps are running more frequently after a heavy rain, then there is something that you can do to reduce the amount of water that's getting down there and partially make this problem go away. I would concentrate on reducing and improving the, the grading and the drainage at the perimeter, and that's going to reduce the amount of time that the sump pump's going to need to work. It's going to save you all that electrical cost of running it. And, uh, Scott, if you go to our website at moneypit.com, search wet basement, you're going to find a ton of information on this problem and how to fix the drainage, and I think you'll get this under control in a fairly short period of time. I'll look at that. Scott, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Well, if you've got concrete around your Money Pit, you know that it is one tough material. But cleaning it can be tricky, as Tom is about to find out with his weekend chores. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to tell you how to brighten your concrete surfaces after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. The Money Pit is brought to you by Fiberon. Bring your vision to life with Fiberon. Innovative, reliable decking that enhances your outdoor living space. For more information, go to FiberonDecking.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. If you've ever tried to stain a wood project, Leslie, you know that it can be a real big, messy job. Well, it always is a messy job, I find. It also takes a long time. Krylon actually has a new process that makes it a lot easier. They've come up with the very first spray stain. It's like stain in a spray stain can, and it applies cleanly to both vertical and horizontal surfaces. There's no runs. There's no drips. If you call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit with your home improvement question, we will throw your name in the Money Pit hard hat, and you might just get a six-pack of the new Krylon Exterior Semi-Transparent Wood Stain in the spray can. You'll be able to spray all those projects around your house that you can use all summer long, you know, like the planters, the, the lawn furniture, the wood chairs. You're just going to be spraying from one end <laughs> to the other. I'm like I'm already at that barbecue in my mind. I'm telling you, every time we talk about summer outdoor projects, I just, you know, think outside the studio and get so envious of all you listeners out there to the Money Pit who are doing your home improvement projects on a nice, sunny weekend. And, you know, maybe you're working on something around the exterior of your Money Pit and you're thinking about a concrete project. You've got some, I don't know, say, grease from the grill that has dripped underneath like myself or Tom has some sort of issues on his concrete drive. You know that concrete, it is a super tough surface, but it's really a porous material. And because it's so porous, it can easily hold dirt, whatever it is that you get onto it. So you really need to take care of it and be, you know, a little less messy with the grill, Leslie Sigrani. <laughs> but by applying a sealer to fresh concrete, you can actually keep that concrete surface looking brand spanking new for years to come. Now, if you're not in the situation where you have new concrete and you're like Tom and myself with older concrete surfaces, you can use a pressure washer along with an application of mildicide to do a great job of cleaning it. Now the mildicide is going to kill fungus that detracts from the concrete surface and the pressure washer is going to just blast away all of those years of grime and grease and yuck that you've got on all of your concrete surfaces. It's an easy project to tackle and it really makes a world of difference. And you get instant satisfaction because it's cleaning right before your oh, very eyes. In fact, once I start with a pressure washer, I'm good for a whole loop around the property. I, Don't it's put it really down. a great chore. You might even do a neighbor's house because you get so into it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> so you could forget it. You're doing your own house. 888-666-3974. Let's get back to those phones. Lots of home improvement questions coming at us this weekend. Who's next? Now we're going to talk to Crystal in Florida about some mildew. What's going on at your money pit? Hi. Um, I have a block home, and I have aluminum double-pane windows. And during the winter, I wind up with so much moisture on my windows that it actually forms in puddles on my windowsills. Oh, no. It, it's a nightmare. It would actually take a full-size towel on each window to dry it off daily. How old is your house? Uh, we built it in 94. Mm, it sounds to me like the thermal paint windows are not doing their job because if they were, uh, the, the glass would be much warmer and you wouldn't be getting condensation. 
So the solution here is twofold. The expensive solution is to replace your windows. Right. The least expensive way to try to reduce moisture is to try to stop some of the humidity from building up in the house. Okay. First of all, outside the house, look at the drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter. Make sure that the soil slopes away from the wall and the gutters are extended away because that moisture that builds up outside the house will show up as excessive humidity inside. Check all the venting inside the house. And this is the bath vents, the kitchen vents. And thirdly, you know, you have a perfect um, home to use what's called a whole home dehumidifier in. A whole home dehumidifier gets installed into the HVAC system and actually takes humidity out of the entire house. And it's more effective than an air conditioner at doing that, although it uses the same set of ducts. April Air makes a really, really good one that takes out, like, I think it's is it 90 pints of water a day. Mm-hmm. And especially in Florida, you're dealing with such a high moisture yeah. situation. Okay, thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Crystal. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Mitch in New Jersey is dealing with a driveway that's cracking up. Tell us about the problem. Um, It's actually uh, one crack that is running um, across the driveway. Uh, It seems like there's a fault underneath the driveway, and it's always appearing in the same spot. And I've filled it um, pretty much every year. So my question to you is, is there anything that you could think of that I can fill that crack with, even cement? No, that's not going to do it uh, because cement is not very elastic. The best product for this is an, is an acrylic patching compound for that's specifically made for driveways. However, I will say that if the original driveway was put on fairly thin, in other words, it's not thick enough and, and the base was not built up enough, if it didn't have enough of a gravel base under it, that could be wise why it's cracking repeatedly and all the patching you do is not going to stop it because it's basically expansion and contraction and shifting of that soil that's causing it to move. The other thing to take a look at is the water flow. Typically, if you get a lot of water in that area or under that area, that will accentuate the movement. But I suspect that the original driveway was a fairly thin application and that's why this crack has been so difficult to control. Okay. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to jump into the email bag. And, Leslie, we've got a fun one here from Matt in Virginia, who is trying the craziest way I've ever heard to save money while taking the shower. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all and, about uh, it. And, yeah, we're going, to, we're going to actually help Matt out and save his marriage at the same time oh, when we no. come back. <laughs> you know, the missus does not like a cold shower. You live in a Money Pit. Money Pit is being brought to you by Guardian Home Standby Generators, America's choice in power outage protection. Learn more at guardiangenerators.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we here at the Money Pit would be nothing without you guys out there. So pick up the phone and let us know what you are working on. And if you guys are just too darn shy to talk with us on the phone, because I know Tom's a little scary, <laughs> then head on over to moneypit.com and click on the Ask Tom and Leslie icon. And once you do that, you can shoot us over an email question. And every time at the Money Pit during this portion of the show, we jump into our email mailbag and we'll answer your question we've got a bunch here starting with matt in virginia who writes i love trying to conserve energy at my house all right we have just added a tankless water heater and notice that we can now control the temperature so we set it at 106 degrees and run our shower only with hot water to save even more money i but not my wife or my daughters (laughs) will let it run to temperature 
get wet, shut it off, then turn the hot water back on. (laughs) This way I don't have to turn on and off the shower and adjust hot and cold settings. What do you think about that? Am I actually saving any money? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think you're putting your wife and daughter through a lot of stress. Even Now turn uh, it off. Now turn it back on. on. Okay, now soap up. Now turn it back on. (laughs) First of all, I don't get why he thinks if he only runs the the hot water uh, side of this. Instead of mixing it. (laughs) That he's saving something. I mean... Once you set your shower temperature, you usually don't change it. And if you're not saving water, you're just using twice as much from the hot water side. So I don't think that anything you're doing, Matt, short of installing the tankless water heater, which don't get us wrong, was a brilliant thing to do and definitely going to save you a lot of money in water heating costs. But the idea of off and on and only using hot, no, not so much. I would just get, use this normally and enjoy it and save the money that it's intended to save. Ah, uh, but Matt, you might be stopping that comedy show that I'm sure your wife and daughters are enjoying laughing at on a daily basis. All right, we've got one here from Maria in Illinois who writes, My driveway is very long and very steep. After we moved in a couple of years ago, I had it sealed and then it became super slick. Mm. It needs to be resealed again, but we're avoiding doing so because we're afraid of making it super slippery again. Any suggestions on how we could reseal it so that it's not so slippery. I think that there's an additive, a sand additive for a driveway sealer that could make it less slippery. But if you have mm-hmm. a really steep driveway, um, what you want to use bumps. is something. No. Well, I mean, it's sort of like that. It's actually called a tar and chip driveway. It's a different type of, of oh, driveway construction. Oh, it's like a, um, like if particle board were a surface for flooring. Uh, sort of. Kind it's of like, like that you can with see like the a texture. Aggregate. It's more like the aggregate is mixed in with the tar, so it's kind of a fairly rough surface, mm-hmm. so you're not going to slide down it. That's the best driveway solution for uh, for something that's very steep. You see this very frequently in, in northern climates or in, in places where people go and do a lot of skiing or, or something of that nature, and the lots are small and they're steep. These tar and chip driveways, otherwise, you know, they'd never be able to back up the driveway or down it if mm-hmm. it was the least bit snowy. Um, but in terms of just doing a regular driveway, there are additives. There's sort of sand additives, the same sort of textured additives that are available for you know even painted surfaces or walkway surfaces they're available for the sealers as well now i'm not sure you're going to find a driveway sealer that knows this unless they work in these steep communities all the time you're gonna have to ask for but don't just put down straight sealer because it will be slippery all over again Mm -hmm. and you know what maria when you're in your home center you'll find right by all of the paints and the stains and the sealers you'll see that additive it's usually in a bag or in a can itself and it says like anti-skid additive so take a look when you're next at your local home center and you'll find exactly what you need This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We hope we've given you some great tips, some great ideas on ways to make your Money Pit a better place to live, a more enjoyable place for you and your family, and a place that you can stay in all summer long if you're taking that staycation instead of the vacation. Remember, we've got tips online at moneypit.com slash staycation that can help you do just that. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a money pit.